Combine tech SEO and topic clusters for maximum results with freelance marketing consultant Joe Juliana Turnbull. Brought to you by Majestic, I'm David Bain and this is SEO in 2022. Joe, what is your number one SEO tip for 2022? Hi David, thank you. My SEO tip in 2022 is to have a top site. That means to have tech and on-page working together. I find that to really achieve like, you know, maximum results, it's about having both elements combined. Because when I was working on just on-page only, I found that, you know, with some of the sites, they had very poor tech SEO, and it meant that we could not uh, achieve the results that we had wanted. Okay, okay. So shall we start off with tech SEO? What, what, what do you think are the specific aspects of the tech SEO that typically stop sites from having the success that they should do? Well, the main problems that I found are actually around indexation. So you may have pages that are not being indexed, but that need to be indexed and crawled, or you may actually have pages uh, that are indexed and crawled, but you do not want. Uh, what I found particularly this year with some of the, the sites I've been working on is what we call index bloat. This is when, you know, there's too many pages from the site that are being indexed and and it makes your site bigger than it actually is. So for example, you may have uh, you know filter URLs, uh, internal search URLs that are being crawled and indexed, and you would not want this. You may also have sites that have product pages and they take that category URL. And if that product is found in many categories, this can lead to duplicate content issues. Okay, okay. So that's a brief summary of tech. We could dive into that. We might come back to that. Um, but let's get to topic clusters now. What are topic clusters? Topic clusters are really the way we should be doing on-page SEO in 2021. And it focuses more on the actual topics instead of the keywords. So HubSpot Research, actually, they talked about it back in 2017, but it really seems to have gained a lot more traction in the past couple of years with others um, giving presentations and talking about it in detail. Actually, Marit, she spoke about topic clusters uh, at my event, Turn Digi, and also at Authoritas' Tea Time SEO that I was running. So basically what topic clusters are, they're, they're a group of pages on your site around a key topic. These pages all interlink with one another and they all should have a pillar page. So that pillar page is the broad topic. That is the one that has the high search volume. Then you have the topic clusters and they go into deeper analysis and they focus on the longer tail terms. Okay, okay. Uh, Marit also spoke about topic clusters on SEO in 2022. So make sure you check out that one as well if you haven't done so already. But let's maybe dive a little bit deeper into all this content because um, you, you touched upon different aspects of the buyer journey. But um, so how do you actually define which topic is right for each stage of the, the buyer journey? Um, is there um, an early part of the journey that's generally most appropriate for topic clusters? Is it best, i.e. for new customers finding about, out about your brand for the first time? Well, actually, the, the pillar page really is, is your broad topic, really, and it's supported by those subtopics. And those subtopics can be, you know, in your blog or news section, um, the cluster pages then they or these um, pages that I just mentioned the blog posts they focus on the longer tail uh, keywords 
So the top of funnel terms, they're more informational queries, whereas the bottom of funnel, as you know, it's, it's, it's further along in the customer journey and it's more having transactional intent. So if we take an example, so I was working at Authoritas and we used um, uh, topic clusters on the pages. So uh, the pillar pages were actually the key features of the product. And um, and actually, then we went to further detail about some of those features in the blog posts. So around, let's say, um, the keyword research was one feature of the product. And in our blogs and in our uh, tea time SEO, we talked more about sort of keyword intent, um, how to conduct keyword research. So it links back into uh, that pillar page. Um, and that's how we did it for, for that site. It, it really does depend on what your product is that you are selling. Great. Okay. I love that um, breaking down of things into pillar pages and cluster pages. Um, so would I be right in thinking that in general, pillar pages are relatively long form content and um, perhaps updated on a semi-regular basis and targeting higher... Um, higher traffic and higher um, competitive keyword phrases and cluster pages are um, shorter form content targeting um, easier to rank for keyword phrases? I would say the pillar pages, uh, yes, it is for the higher search volume terms. Um, it is also, you tend to have yeah longer pieces of content. So for example, on your feature page, uh, so we go back to the example of, you know, you have your SaaS product and you have different uh, features. You'll talk about one of the features in great depth on your pillar page, you'll maybe have a video, you'll maybe have some more images, uh, of course, as well as um, information about the product. And for the topic clusters, you'll actually go into the detail about one particular aspect of that pillar page. It will tend to be a longer tail term. Uh, it will tend to have slower search volume as well. Okay, okay. Um, I guess other SEOs would argue that um, it's it's better just to keep everything on a, a single URL, single page, build out up a, a table of contents at the top of the page and actually build a big um, page with maybe 5,000 plus words on it and um, answer um, everything on that single page. Is there an argument for that? Or do you think search engines nowadays are moving towards um, wanting to actually get a very specific answer from a specific page um, to help deliver that specific answer perhaps directly in the SERP? I would say, you know, even if you don't think about search engines and think about the people, is someone really going to be reading 5,000 words on your page? I think it's much easier to digest if you are breaking that down into other smaller topics. And with the topic clusters, what it is, is it helps with the site hierarchy as well. And it helps search engines to understand your content better. So, you know, have your long form content. You could have that around 2,000, 2,500 words, but, and you outline, you know, the different subtopics that you have. Uh, but I probably wouldn't go in and start writing like 5,000 or 10,000 words on that pillar page because, uh, well, I remember you did a dissertation and that was 10,000 words. That was quite a lot of uh, content to put on uh, one page. <laughs> so what about size of site? Um, in general, is it easier for you to rank higher if you have many more pages in your website and you're giving search engines more to crawl, more to find out about on your site? Or is it just as easy for some site with just a few pages to rank high if they are 
targeted with the content that they're trying to rank for? It's about how you have actually created your site. So if you have a big site and all of those pages are relevant and you've got good internal linking and you've got great site structure, uh, you've also got good content, then that's that's perfect. If you have a small site and again, you have good internal linking, uh, you've optimized the pages for the key topics you want to, to be known about, perfect. But the the misconception is really, and I think it goes back to um, when I guess SEO first sort of um, was known, was, um, you know, the bigger the site, the better it is. But then you end up with having a lot of sites that have this duplicate content that have way too many pages that are being ranked that are not important. Like I mentioned earlier about, uh, you know, the uh, category um, product URLs that have the category URL in them or the fact that you have pages that are internal search queries that are being indexed and ranked, which you should not want that. Sorry, indexed and crawled, which you do not want. Okay, so bigger may be better, but only if every single page in your site is relevant. Uh, now, some of the smaller sites are often powered by WordPress. Um, so uh, what are the typical problems that smaller sites, um, perhaps powered by WordPress, typically face? Um, they're not getting ranked, perhaps because search engines are finding too many rubbish pages on their site well i think uh, sorry just to go back to your other point with the um the 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 site it's really about the quality of your site not necessarily bigger is better um, but you need to have obviously built your site correctly you've categorized uh, your different products and and you have the pages that you want being indexed in terms of the issues with small site and if it's particular with wordpress Sometimes what you do have is you can have duplicate content because you've used uh, tags and categories and you end up having duplicate amounts of the same page because it falls under the category and it falls under the tag as well. Okay, okay. So uh, a few good tips there for just getting started. Just make sure your site structure is right with WordPress. Let, let's just go back to topic clusters and think about how you actually use the keyword phrases you identify to begin with. So you, you've, you've done the work on your keyword research, you've identified the keyword phrases that you want to use. How do you incorporate them on your pillar pages? Well, I would actually do make sure that everyone is on board with with your approach. So if you've already have your brand new site, then I would suggest yes, you do the research, you find out what are the topics your pages is ranking for. Um, you know, there's many tools in the market, Ahrefs, Search Metrics, um, Authoritas, SEMrush. SEMrush has the content gap um, section in the keywords of the keyword feature, and that's really, really good to identify what's missing. But what I'd also do is actually, in order to implement this correctly, is get buy-in. So do brainstorming sessions with your colleagues and agree you know, what is the pillar pages that we want to have? What are the topics they want to be known for? And what do we want supported in, let's say, the blog or the news section? It's really important to make sure everyone is on board before you start actually um, putting this in place. Yeah, that's great. I, I like that because then you can get other teams in your business, customer service, sales, perhaps other departments to actually refer people that they talk to. Um, they're, they're also going to be 
comfortable linking directly to those pages, um, perhaps even from their email signature as well, just to um, get that initial rush of traffic to that. And obviously you, you get their buy-in as well. Um, so, so I love that advice there. Um, is it generally easier to try and rank for phrases that don't already have search volume? because there's less competition? So is it easier to rank for phrases that don't have search volume? Well, I suppose it kind of depends really because there are some products that don't have search volume. So let's say new toys that are being launched in the market. Um, I worked uh, in mobile phones and we were working when the iPhone first came out. And what happened was for, there's a lot of obviously affiliate sites and you may have the possibility that they may rank for um, the iPhone terms because maybe they're easier, they are able to change their websites more quickly than maybe if you're working at a Movistar or a T-Mobile or a everything everywhere. So it is really important that whatever um, site that you have, that if you are selling that product, even if it has no search volume, that you make sure you've got a landing page for it, you've got it optimized you've got information about that product with links to that um, landing page going out okay great so if an seo is hearing what you're saying and thinking i'm comfortable with my technical setup but you're probably right in relation to pillar pages and cluster pages i need to do more work with topic clusters i need to do more work in-house to um, get buy-in for my pillar pages and um, do a better job of structuring my site what's one thing that an seo perhaps has been doing that isn't as effective as it used to be that they need to stop doing now into in order to spend more time doing what you suggest? I think some SEOs may have been forced into perhaps uh, reporting on rankings. And uh, that's something that I would say that you don't need to report on as much. Maybe they were asked to do that on uh, a daily basis. I think it's important to look at um, traffic, organic, direct, and email, as well as conversions. And when people are also talking about uh, rankings, I would say, let's look at the, the traffic driving pages, because sometimes what may seem as an important page for the business, because of what it was in the past, and so they want to rank for X number of terms, or this X term, may not be it once you look at the data, once you look at Google Analytics, once you look at Google Search Console. And also, if you install any um, heat map tracking, you may find that that page, people are not actually clicking through on it. So really important to look at the data uh, behind your site. You can find Joe Juliana over at seojoblogs.com. Joe, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2022. Thank you very much, David. Check out the rest of the content from SEO in 2022 over at seoin2022.com. <laughs> <laughs>